0: Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> what up everybody? on know what time it is. It's episode 28 of the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. Uh very excited to be here once again. Um this is the second podcast in the blitz. Uh, we did one uh, the day before yesterday with uh, my homegirl, uh, Ghost Scout, Babysitter's Club, a.k.a. Celia Marquis. I hope everybody got a chance to uh, to absorb that one. <sighs> um and uh we're back again with my man Dad Squad you know what I'm saying uh one of my best friends one of my favorite people in the world one of those people that I can get on the phone with anytime any day of the week talk about anything and just fucking laugh my fucking balls off you know what I'm saying um, and, uh, but we're coming with rapid fire podcasts, uh, for this week and next week to make up for, uh, being, uh, the bandit family being sick, uh, from the, the shape shifting reptilian conspiracy that the government has been trying to silence, me, on this very podcast, by poisoning my family, the lowest of the low, trying to take us out. But it's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? We know all about this hollow flat earth, about the NASA conspiracies. We know about it all, and we're going to talk about it, mostly in the in the intro. No, we will get back to talking about that on the podcast. I was just realizing the other day that it's been a minute since we've been talking about some conspiracy shit, so that's coming back. But uh, but yeah, we were we were all sick for for a couple of uh, for for several several weeks, and I missed some podcasts. So uh, I wanted to make it up to everybody and uh, get out a couple podcasts uh, this week and a couple podcasts next week. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna push right on through uh, episode twenty nine in episode 30 are coming up next week um very exciting uh so hopefully you won't overdose on my fucking my loud ass voice and me talking over everyone on the podcast and me talking too much on the podcast and me saying uh probably a lot of the same things on the podcast um, I do listen to every episode. I listen back um, to try to get better at this. Uh, one of the things that I'm doing right now is sitting farther away from the microphone because uh, I noticed that I tend to, uh, at certain points in the conversation, especially when I'm getting ramped up, I'll lean into the microphone, and then of course my loud ass voice like spikes in the headphones. And I'm, I, you know, I, I, when I'm listening back, I'm having to turn the volume up and turn the volume down. And I know that's probably super annoying to people. I listen to a lot of podcasts and uh you know it's always uh, a little bit annoying when people can't get their uh their just technical delivery uh correct I mean let alone saying um and uh and all that shit I'm not even worried I'm not even worried about that right now although I think I've gotten a lot better about saying you know what I'm saying after everything that I say Um, you know, the, one of the greatest things about having a podcast is that you really realize all the weird vocal things that you do. So I am trying to improve on it. I'm sitting further back from the microphone. Um, and, uh, me and I did, I did talk over dad squad a little bit. We, I think we have a habit of kind of talking into each other. Um, but, uh, after a little bit, I think I got a little better at it and, uh, and, 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 and let him go. So, uh, but I, I am working on it, and hopefully, over the course of 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 this podcast, I will get better at not interrupting people, at not talking over people, uh, at not blowing my voice out in your headphones, um, at not just saying the same things ad nauseum over and over again. This is a great intro to the podcast, telling you how bad this podcast is. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I mean, I know that I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to Joe Rogan, and he's constantly repeating himself and constantly bringing up the same things and stuff like that. So I know it goes par for the course, and in a way it can, uh, it can kind of make you, uh, you know, sort of just become friends with the person you're listening to in a weird way. Like, I feel like I totally know Joe Rogan now and in a creepy way, you know, and uh, I don't know, maybe some of you are starting to feel that with me. Maybe not. Maybe you're just like, God, this guy, what a fucking guy, what a dude this guy is. But I hope everybody is enjoying the podcast as much as I am. You know, I'm saying we're gonna, we're keeping it rolling, um, but the the guest today is my man Dad Squad, um, aka Louis Joseph Como the Fourth, um, and uh, we indeed attended school together and became really fast friends, good friends, and we've been friends ever since. Um, we spent time in LA together um, when I was out working on Adventure Time. He moved out to LA to do to go to film school. And uh, we didn't really get into talking about his career uh, that much. We just mostly were talking about, reminiscing about our friendship and shit. But um, but uh, he was the art director for the uh, smash hit, MB- I don't know if it was uh, NBC or ABC or whatever, but there's a show called Scorpion um, that was on. And, uh, with the, with the guy who's the T-1000 from Terminator 2, um, it was kind of just like a funny mainstream show and, uh, but he worked on, he was the art director for that show for, I think the first couple seasons, I might be totally wrong about how long he worked on it. Um, but, uh, but I do definitely want to get into some, um, career stuff with him cause he's had a very interesting career and a very successful career, but he's trying to right now shape it into something that is more, uh, illustration based drawing based and uh and 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 more in his in his control because he's got those kiddos at home you know what i'm saying and he wants to spend a little bit more time with the kids at home and all this shit but uh we didn't really get to touch on that too much during this podcast but he will be back but we did reminisce over the good old days and uh hopefully it's fun for people to uh to hear about this this shenanigans um you know i I just love i just love connecting with my friends on hearing pulling you deep behind the curtain um into the the friendships that truly have played a big role in my life um and just you know my my who i am this dude is definitely one of those people that uh really helped 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 create ghost shrimp he was he was there the whole way um you know when i was uh when I was in school, um, working on my work, developing my work, uh, creating the Goshen persona, um, and, and, the the humor that me and him share, uh, definitely played a big part in, 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 uh, creating the Goshen persona, you know what I'm saying? Everything I do is very humor based and uh, my man Joe is one of the people that I connect with on a on a humorous level more than the most and just love spending time with this dude and uh, any excuse I can get to uh, get on the horn with him and start honking. Uh fucking I love it. So uh I hope everybody enjoys this episode of the podcast. Um, we're gonna have shout-outs on the back end uh again today. So stay tuned for the Patreon sh shout-outs because we're gonna be serving up some beef motherfucking stew at the end of this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, go to Patreon slash, patreon.com slash ghost shrimp to support this podcast. Uh, more about that at the end. Uh, right now, we're going to toss it over to my man A Wall one
1: Broadcasting live from another dimension. Broadcasting live from another dimension. Broadcasting live from
0: Man, just, just, just. Go Go All right, here we are once again with yet another very special guest on the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast, none other than Ghost Scout Dad Squad what up what up how's that dad dick hanging uh just i think i'm pretty sure it's
1: there (laughs) it's
0: there that's good yeah it's still there it's hanging on by a pube yeah
1: it hangs out the back i'm pretty sure it's a tail now so far (laughs) resets the the garga dad the gargaman dad yeah (laughs) yeah he's got a little tail
0: nice nice um so uh let's see so I was trying to figure out so we are friends of course and we've been friends since uh we met at Pratt Institute but strangely enough we're both we both spent you grew up in New Hampshire and I moved there as a teenager so we're both New Hampshire boys and we were uh attending middle school and high school probably about an hour apart from each other uh but we never met till we both attended Pratt Institute in Brooklyn, New York
1: City. Right. Although I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure my basketball team beat your basketball team in Oyster River. <laughs> probably. Probably <Almost> 100%
0: sure. <laughs> but I was always on the B team. Actually, no, I I did play I did come off oh, the yeah, bench totally of, of the JV they. team. Yeah, I wonder if we ever played each other. That would have been amazing. <laughs> I actually, you were just talking about punching a ball and smashing your knuckle. I actually broke my hand in a basketball game uh, in middle school. I missed like a layup in a game. It was an away game somewhere. And I, and there was like, there was like mat there was like mats on the wall behind the hoop but they were like only oh yeah i know what you're talking about yeah they were yep. like half thin mats though so they weren't like yeah. a full inch they were like a half inch and i punched it and like immediately just knew my hand was broken and i and i was like playing the game but i was like shaking it and i came out and my hand was totally broken so that was that was funny i have i have uh i both broke 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 both my hands in sports related injuries <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Yeah. I always hated playing sports when I was when I was younger seventh and eighth grade. I had to play a sport. It's like every every half a year. They would make you play pick up a sport and play a sport or every season or whatever it was. Like your parents made you or it was required for school. I went to I went to uh, I went to Derryfield. You you know Derryfield?
0: Uh, yeah, it sounds familiar. I mean like yeah, every like, there's like so many names. There's like Derry, Derryfield, Dairy Hampton, like all the names are the
1: same. But it's it was like a, a middle school okay. and they did like 7 through through 12. Uh-huh. And uh, I went to 7th and 8th there. That's where I met Rob actually. And okay. uh
0: our, our mutual friend Robbie Scott who is a uh, a film director.
1: So, um Yeah, but they would always have you do some kind of sport. And I you could like you could run, like running could be your sport, but I would always just do whatever whatever sport is there and just like totally suck at it. Yeah. And want to go and draw. But they wouldn't let me.
0: That's funny. Yeah, I definitely was into sports. I just wasn't that good at them because I was like tall and like super skinny and goofy and gangly. I just was like not I don't think I was like fully in control of my body. So and I was too light. I like love to play basketball. I remember I really wanted to make Little League when we were when we were like growing up in Massachusetts. Like my brother, my older brother was like an all star baseball player and football player and stuff. And I like really wanted to make Little League and I would try out every year. And you would try out in Amherst, Massachusetts. And it was like, I don't know, there's like a lot of people in that area. And it was like kind of a big deal. And it was like, I forget, it was just the same guy who you'd try out for every year. And I picture him almost like Don Zimmerman or something. Is that Don Zimmer, that like that like old school baseball coach or whatever? And I would try out every year and I would just like not make it. And I just remember being like so let down every year. So I love sports, but I just wasn't that great at them.
1: I just never liked performing performing sports like in front of a crowd. Yeah. Like it always just was so embarrassing to me because okay. I just wasn't used to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I love playing in the neighborhood with my friends are in the neighborhood, but sports has always, have always been like something that I would rather not do on a yeah. grand scale. Yeah. High school, high school gymnasium being grand. That
0: would be funny though. That would be super funny. I wonder if there's a way to find out if we would have been in the same sporting event in, in high school together. That would have been super hilarious. <laughs> it's very possible. That's awesome. But yeah. Um but yeah, we met in Brooklyn and I was trying to remember, do you remember where, like when we first
1: met each other? I was trying to remember I, I couldn't put it together. No. Uh, I think we met in in uh what is his name? Uh his Last name Jones? Um you know who I'm talking about. Dwight Johnson? Dwight Johnson's class. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, what I'm class sure. would it have been though? Cuz uh, I took two. I took LCD with him freshman year.
1: Yeah, but we weren't in the same we weren't in the same rotation freshman year. We I don't think we really like connected until until we were in the same class. Um or it may have been static fish, but I I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was uh
0: I feel like we were friends outside of the static fish first.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Johnson's class. Donkey
0: What class would it have been though? Do you remember? What class did you take with him?
1: Yeah, uh vis it's like Viscom. It was you and me and uh, Tom wasn't in that class, but Valdemar was in that class. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, maybe. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, I guess I was thinking course. that that was a freshman year class and I had taken that with like my core group or whatever. Was
1: that freshman year class?
0: I don't know. Now I'm getting confused. <laughs> Clearly we don't know the answer to this question. I thought you would know. I have like the worst memory. I only remember like certain specific. Did we go way. to
1: Pratt?
0: Did we wait where where are we from again? <laughs> What's happening? What podcast is this?
1: I'm right behind you.
0: Um so uh but yeah, so but we did uh we referenced the static fish. The static fish is a comic that's been going on at Pratt. It's a school funded comic. And um, we were both uh, part of it, and we ended up running it together when we were juniors, right? Junior and senior year? Yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty fun. We got a pretty big budget. Do you remember what the budget was? Because I think maybe I have an inflated number in my head. Can you remember?
1: I... You know, I don't know. You said 15 grand. That's right? what I think. But now yeah.
0: now that I say it, it seems like a lot, but it was <laughs> like, a ton of money. I remember that. And we submitted a big budget and yeah. then they gave us a, a like a ridiculously big budget and we had no oversight and uh we just did the whole thing ourselves. Took it to the printer ourselves, laid it out ourselves. I mean, not just you and me, but the whole team. Like anybody could kind of come and submit comics and we would have like weekly meetings or whatever. And, uh, we had a pretty funny crew, of course, Ron Wimberly, um, deep high was, uh, was part of the group and Ted Lange was running it when we, uh, started, um, and, uh, we took over for him and, uh, it was pretty fucking cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that. That was, I remember that was, that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that was great.
0: Um, do you have any specific memories of doing that? That was fun.
1: Um, I just, I mean, we, we would meet our little, our meetings were always fun. Um, but just you and I like romping around, um, um, delivering, delivering the books, like getting the books and delivering them to, yeah. to, uh, comic stores.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We would go all uh, throughout with, New York but, city, like wherever yeah. there was comic stores in Manhattan and Brooklyn and shit. And we would drop off cause they were free. So we would just drop off batches of them to get them out there.
1: Drop off a bunch of free comics and then buy all sorts of comics. <laughs>
0: they comic definitely spent like yeah, hundred dollars yeah. on graphic <laughs> novels, like digging through. Oh, and, Col- and of course, Raph. Shout out to Raph. Raph yeah. Tang Hall was uh, crushing it, and we did yeah. like a super oversized issue. I still have a lot of issues in my parents' attic, like like multi like stacks of each one that we did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we would get like like thousands of issues of each one printed. Like I think we got like four thousand copies of one one issue printed, and there's probably still like a hundred boxes of it in the office there. Oh shit! Dog appearance.
1: Yeah, that's Boston.
0: B- Boston. Boston balls beagle wiener. Your dogs are named Boston and Lando.
1: Yeah, yeah. Boston came with his name. Okay. Yeah, he's the.
0: Well, that's fitting
1: yeah man um yeah Stagfish fish was great and um
0: uh, and also we went to some conventions too right we went to some cons yeah
1: yeah dude we went to i think we went to a couple of the uh at the time smaller um new york cons but we did we went to spx yeah we
0: went did to we spx and i think bro? the school got, i think we got like the school paid for it all right did they yeah i'm pretty sure Let's
1: just say yeah. Let's yeah. see they paid for. You know, I'm pretty for sure
0: it. that was part of the budget. We were like, "Let's go to fuck cuz that's in Maryland, right?" Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we went to SPX, I remember, and didn't we have like a table right next to uh Top Shelf cuz I was like talking to them at the time?
1: Yeah, I think it was near it was near Top Shelf, the Top Shelf table. Yeah. yeah. It was like right next You're to def- them and I, I had my
0: first Zine there and we had um we had uh, a bunch of static fishes and uh yeah i remember it being super fun it was super low-key then um like you could just get a table like now it's like oh, lotteries okay. and all that super. shit but it was like super chill yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah that was fun bombing down there from from brooklyn what did we do did we take a bus we didn't fly yes yeah, no, we, we just bust down yeah, yeah it doesn't take too long yeah yeah, we bust down, got a hotel. I think, your, um, I think your uncle.
0: Oh, my uncle Steve Laffler. Was there as well. Yeah. I think he was there. Oh, he was probably there back, like with Top Shelf or whatever.
1: you would go out to all the parties with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was never invited. <laughs> you uh, can't come, Joe. <laughs> um, yeah, because you took
0: all that hotel keys and locked me in. Yep stay here you're not old enough man you're yeah. I'm, a, I'm a week older than you you're not old enough for stay this in party. the
1: hotel you cut those comics up yeah. and staple them together i'm going hold pile when i get back yeah.
0: yeah that was super fun and um i was trying to remember if there was any other uh wacky stuff that we i remember we had a typography class together um in school oh, of course we were in floyd hughes's class together i just spent some yeah. time with uh legendary uh pratt teacher floyd hughes aka floyd huge um <laughs> one of our favorite teachers he taught comic book uh some comic book classes um at huh? pratt institute and um Just one of our favorite teachers. Super funny Brit. Just super funny fucking British dude. Uh, And just had endless life lessons. Like, always worked under monikers because he, like, always hated the jobs he was getting (laughs) and shit. And he was, like... So, like, he was, like, a funny mix of, like... He was definitely a dad. That was, like, a huge part of his personality (laughs) was that he was a dad and his kids, like, ruined his life. but, But, like, in a great way. And then, like, that he, like, never he always was working like other jobs that like he didn't care about in comics. So he'd always use monikers and he would yeah. always be like disgruntled about it. But like, he was always like super jovial and had like a great sense of humor about everything. So like yeah. he was like complaining about everything, but then at the same time was like a super happy dude.
1: I remember him telling me and just being completely grossed out. Cause he was, I think he was, uh, he, I think he just had his second kid and he was telling us how, um, her nose is like all blocked up with, with boogers and he would just put his mouth on her nose and like suck the snot out of her nose and I just remember <laughs> being completely like grossed out about that and he like whatever it's a baby <laughs> not, you know, oh
0: know, but, man that's so funny man that's it's a baby.
1: but now now they make things to like s- stick in the baby's nose like nose Frida they make these little tubes stick in the baby's <laughs> nose and you basically like siphon snot out of your kid's mouth via this tube right and but i remember back in the day in britain you had to, just, you I, had to suck I, it out with your I, mouth like snake venom yeah exactly <laughs> I, every time every time i had to do that i would remember floyd hughes and him telling me about that, wow. that baby sucking nose sucking that's funny the legacy <laughs> of floyd hughes but i love that floyd hughes's glass was was amazing
0: Yeah, we maxed out his classes and then I think he was like, I think he was like in it, we used him as an advisor for senior projects and shit like that too. I feel like just basically spent as much time with him as possible. And I feel like we would go hang out in his classes like that we didn't even take. Like when we were like older, we would just like go and chill in his classroom just to like give him shit and stuff. And we had his phone number and we would like call him up and give him shit like he was so game. Uh, yeah it was really fun to reconnect with him i went back to speak at that they have a comic arts brooklyn festival that like fills up the whole uh gym there now it's like a pretty legit comics festival um and uh i went back to speak on a panel with ron um this past summer or whatever i forget when it was summer fall uh and uh and, uh, that was really fun. We got to, we got to hang out with Floyd and then, uh, it, Floyd, Floyd was moderating the panel. So that was fun. Oh, awesome. And, uh, me and Ron had, there's actually Lapagula filmed it. Lapagula organized it and he has a video of it that he sent me. I got to open it up. I haven't oh, that's great. It up he filmed it. So he
1: was, he was there filming it with a little, uh, newsboy cap turned backwards. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Floyd was
0: moderating it. And, and, uh, there was like, uh, a bunch of people, I guess a girl that ran the static fish even before Ted. Um I forget her name but uh but Ron knew her and then just some other kids um who were they were all working in comics except for me. It was like a it was like about comics, but, <laughs> but Philip the was just like, Oh, just come and talk about your career like who cares? Like I was like, I've not done comics forever, man and he's like, Oh, who cares? Come anyway so uh but yeah they threw me down there and so i was like fuck it i'll go you know and uh it was yeah. but it was super fun um and me and ron were just kind of going back and forth and have a little repertoire and it was pretty funny and uh and doing our thing and uh and and and, and just floyd being like i don't know it was classic floyd he was kind of like trying to be like polite and like serious and so it was like made us kind of joke on him more and stuff during the panel which was fun
1: right
0: and, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was great to see him. He looks exactly the same. He walked into the convention and I was standing there. I'd gotten separated from Ron and of course I don't have a cell phone. So I was standing there just trying to look for him with my eyes. And then Floyd walks right in and he's like, just walks right up to me. He's like, you look exactly the same.
1: And I was like, so do you, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I wish I could get back there more often, but. I have all this weight in California. Weight
0: me down. Yeah, it's weird. All the trees on campus are like – obviously have grown in the 15 years that we have been there. And so it's like the campus is more of like a forest now. It used to seem like right. there was like just little trees planted around. And now you're like kind of in a canopy, which is pretty cool. You're like underneath a canopy.
1: The pie shop is a full-on restaurant now. It's a full-on like <laughs> Oh, yeah.
0: I didn't even go in there. I didn't Wait, even go in restaurant. that building. I forgot about that. The pie shop where you infamously one day just contracted lactose intolerance. Yes. And your <laughs> pants, Right.
1: Yeah. Uh huh.
0: They put in like a fancy pizza shop at Pratt while we were there and we would go there and eat pizza. I can still remember like it, the pizza was very distinct. It had a distinct crust. It was like super crispy and chunky and just yeah, the pizza like tasted beer, like beer, in a certain uh, way. <laughs> And then yep. we used to always eat slices there. And then what happened?
1: One day you just shit I mean your there and Luigi's around the corner. Yeah, just like I guess you can you can develop it just by overdosing as like as your body stops producing or gears down, like ramps down on the production of the enzyme that that um, breaks down um, lactose, and you still up the the amount of lactose that you're putting in your body. You basically just like throw up or shit your pants wow
0: did you ever throw up or you just shit your pants
1: yeah yeah i never threw up
0: wow yeah that's crazy yeah i'd probably I I i don't know what i'd rather do probably i guess it depends how much you shit your pants i'd probably rather throw up than shit my pants
1: no, yeah I don't know unless
0: it was just like the wet spot where you're like I'm gonna bad. fart I'm gonna fart and then you're like oop I think that was like a dollop and then you're like, like, you like fucking go to the bathroom and you have it's like it feels like you probably really shit your pants but it's actually just like a little fucking a little wet dime in the back and you're like that's not too bad you just gotta wipe it up and you know
1: move on with your day
0: yeah just you know just go on return to your date yeah
1: now I have kids that I can blame it on <sighs> It's fantastic. And I've gotten them to, uh, I've gotten them to blame it on each other now. So now when someone, when someone farts, they'll, they'll blame each other. Yeah. It's amazing. It's (laughs) like the, basically the pinnacle of my, of my dadhood is, is, uh, having, having my oldest hear me fart and then blame it on my youngest. Yeah. That's, That's amazing. That's funny. Yeah, my Uncle
0: Steve always used to do that at my grandparents' house when we'd be hanging out if he farted. And my aunt, too. That was a big thing in my uh, in my family was blaming your farts on someone else, like ripping it, like <laughs> ripping it, like, <laughs> and then being like, oh, the cat. And then
1: looking right away, like yeah. looking like maybe halfway through at the person next to you and being like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, and
0: blaming it on the cat was like a big thing for some reason. People thought that was hilarious to blame it on the cat. Poor cat. That might have been specific to uh my mom's family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they had well, this crazy well, old well, cat though well, named well, Mc- like the cat They had the this family. crazy
0: old cat though named McDougal. And it was like this skin and bones black and white cat, and it was super grumpy. <laughs> and when I was a kid, when I was like three years old or something, <clears throat> I was like fucking around with the cat and it was behind the couch. And I reached down to like grab it, and it reached up and sliced me, and it it, it caught the lower lid of my eye and like split uh. it. It like almost blinded me. Like came like a hair away from fucking gouging my eye out, which would have been epic. If I had an eye patch, I would have been twice <laughs> twice as crazy in my life. If I only had one eye, I feel like once you have one eye, it's like every every convention is out the window. Like you're just. But gonna... was this
1: though? Because you were into like you were into all that like. All that uh, that like high school starter stuff. Like you probably had an earring, right, for the longest time. I oh, think, I got both I,
0: both my ears pierced for sure. I still have both my ears yeah, pierced. So you probably would
1: have had like some like rhinestone eye patches. You probably would have had <laughs> yeah, you know? like a slick
0: Rick, some fucking crazy <laughs> slick Rick eye patch shit.
1: You would have had one with the starter logo on it, probably yeah,
0: a Tommy Hilfiger eye patch, like a right. lost metal <laughs> old logo
1: cutting up your junko jeans and making different eye patches and
0: never had jinko's was never into that there's plenty of, look. Fabric. There's plenty of fabric you can yeah. just cut yeah no i was I have, into like carl Kanai for sure carl Kanai was like big on the list um woo wear was definitely up there Um mecca uh tommy hill figure shit was big i definitely had tommy hill figure overalls you'd rock it with the one the one yeah. uh, the one the one like a uh, little hitch connected very big in new hampshire and you had to like go to boston to get any of that gear so like some of the kids <laughs> from our school would like go get a bunch of bootleg like fucking gear in boston and then bring it back and like sell it to everybody and then uh, I remember I would, like, anytime I'd go to the city, I would just go and buy. I remember I went to stay with my uncle, Steve Laffler, in uh, Oakland when I was, like, 18. And, like, we went to the Woo Wear store and shit. And I, like, fucking <laughs> stocked up. Got some pants and, like, a pullover. It was, like, so exclusive. Yes. I would love to have that gear still. Because I know that's it's in awesome. condition, too. I kept that gear crispy. So I know that that shit. And I had, like, matching shoes. I had a lot of different shoes like the Filas and fucking all that shit. I had some pretty fly gear back in the day.
1: I never had any of that. I had like sweatsuit outfits and, uh but not like, not like Adidas or anything like that. Like, like sweatpants. Yeah. Like they would make sweatpants and sweatshirts that were matching. Right. And they had, they had, you know, like different patterns and things like that on them. That's what I would wear. Oh. I was, <laughs> um, you, complete, were a dad, you were dad. You had dad style from day one. I was liter- Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was much, uh I was a father at a very young
0: age. <laughs> to, like, button yeah. up flannels. Flannels buttoned all the way up. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Just tuck tuck it in. Tuck it in. Tuck in your tuck shirt. It in tuck it in. Cut it in a bowl. <laughs> yes.
0: Yep. Oh man. No belt. Yeah, belts were big, braided belts were big for a while in, in New England. Sure. Yeah, I, had, you know, no, I may have belt.
1: had a I may have had like one of those those coach style um I think I did, yeah. I had a like coach style um nylon socks jacket. Uh-huh. That's cool. That was always I think that was the that was the jacket I wore for a while.
0: Where did the notion of dadism come from? Come from.
1: Um, I think it was, I think it was like, uh, from Rob and I like dicking around. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really, it, I don't think it really like manifested until like post, post, post college before, before I was even like even close to, to actually becoming a dad. But I think that's, I think it was just from us like dicking around and, and, um, just cutting up really i i think it just i think it just stuck there was no real there was no real like incident it was just something that that happened and it's just like a joke and then
0: yeah because yeah. at some point it entered the vernacular and then it just made sense somehow and so i became part of the dadism right you know uh you know the the, the dad squad and then uh that <laughs> just became something that we would yeah. always be referencing.
1: Did I send you a Dads of Thunder t shirt? Yeah, you me?
0: gave me one when I came to visit uh Burbank oh, that okay. time. We all had lunch, like by Cartoon Network, and you brought the Dads of Thunder shirt. Yeah. So it was a Days of Thunder like logo that you had modified into Dads of Thunder and, and we oh, have the, all those shirts. Oh so good. Yeah definitely i have it's probably in a bin under the house right now i can only fit so many uh shirts in my small house so i have to rotate
1: yeah i use the the ghost shrimp shirt to uh wash my dog uh, <laughs> that's a, yeah it's a, a good yeah. use for it <laughs> he loves it he loves it right on his on his taint
0: yeah just wipe it when you just like when you don't have a bag and you're out and your dog poops you just use that Go, that ghost scout shirt to scoop it
1: yeah you know? Yeah, just tuck it in your back
0: pocket
1: and pull it out when you need it. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: great. James Joyle oil, wipe down the engine, wipe down <laughs> the engine with it. <laughs> oh man, that reminds me. Did you ever, did you ever know about? Of course, you know our friend Hal. This is just a random, like not like a uh, memory that connected to the idea of uh, of wiping down your engine. Um, you know our friend uh, Hal. <laughs> Uh, albatross nine thousand uh-huh. um did you ever know about him fucking ruining the engine of his uh of his uh what was it a um it's not a mini cooper what was another one of those like the Italian small car yeah. that people have probably had a fiat. Yeah, Fiat, right? Yeah. So he gets a Fiat, uh-huh. dude, which is like a totally Hal car because Hal's like super metrosexual. So he has this <laughs> little Fiat, and he's also yeah. like super designy. He's a he's a industrial designer, and uh, and he's like doing something to his engine. He's wiping it all down. And then he accidentally leaves this rag right by the air intake. And then he fucking (laughs) turns on the engine and it like sucks the rag like through his Uh engine and Uh like destroys the car, destroys the engine of the car.
1: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) It was like right (laughs) after, too. He had gotten in some crazy driving. He's gotten in like a. I can't remember what it is. I want to. I, I can't remember if it was uh, Nefarious.
1: I can see cars too, like easily being destroyed by a rag.
0: Yeah, he had just gotten like, in, like some such accident. He had gotten in, like a big fender bender, and just gotten the car back. I think, and like <laughs> and he was like shining it up, and then like destroyed the engine by doing oh that. My God. Classic. We got to get him on here. He's one of the funniest people that I know for sure.
1: Definitely.
0: I think you and me I think me and him there's certain people that you just have a funny repertoire with that the minute that we get together it just is like ridiculous like like you and me can get together and you know Athena is always cognizant of this like like you and me can just walk into a room together and spend the entire night making nonsensical jokes like not having any linear rational conversation but just making nonsensical <laughs> Like ridiculous semi inside jokes, but also just making up a lot of them on the fly and like go through the whole night like that and she'll just be like, You and Joe are like the same fucking person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she never minds it because you're such a gentleman that you always bring like flowers and like chocolate or whatever to uh to come hang out. So she's always like, Oh, Joe is so nice.
1: Did I do that?
0: Yeah, you always do that. You always come with gifts. So nice. You're always so nice. You're such a gentleman. So
1: nice. Then I got married and turned into a complete asshole.
0: (laughs) Now you just come and just what's in the fridge? Yeah. (laughs) This is all you got. This is all you got. This is I get two steak tips. That's it. Two steak. Too much sugar in that. Were you, were you there? Now that I'm thinking about these Hal stories, were you there? Because we used to uh, we used to have a lot of. We ended up in LA together when I was working for Cartoon Network. You ended up coming out to go to film school in LA, and that was a like the a whole other saga of our friendship. And yeah. um and and Hal is out there as well. And we used to have a lot of movie night and cookout nights uh, in my backyard in North Hollywood. And were you there? That I always used to get these like. These like these kind of like carne asada like steaks from yeah. Trader yeah, Joe's. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the the one that we we got and it was like it, we it, it was like looked pretty normal and then we put it on the grill and it blew it blew up into this giant like yes giant Joe's football. It was, the, it, was
1: the, it, it wasn't Kobe beef. It was like this. Um, uh, it was—it was like some kind of Korean beef that was just like a—it was like a football of meat, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, right? And then you the open up, you like you cut because it it's like in these bags marinating, and then you <laughs> open it up, and it just like spreads across like two grills worth of of yeah. like thin, like beautiful. I don't—I mean, I don't even—I have no idea what the quality of the meat is, but it was delicious. It was I just so remember good. It was but yeah, this, this so one good. time, it's just like so much sauce and like salt and. Yeah. And we would get it all the time. But this
0: one time it literally just ballooned into this giant meat football. It was literally like the size of a regulation NFL football. Just this giant meat chode. It was like, I don't even know if we could finish it.
1: Are you talking about it ballooned in the package or the the one? No, when we grilled
0: it, man, we grilled it and it like tripled in size. Right,
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so condensed and the meat when it comes out, the pieces are so thin. Yeah. Yeah. It's that like Korean beef that's just like super thin and marinated. So it all gets, it gets the juices.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. But yeah, those were fun times. So we used to have pretty much (laughs) every, wait, go ahead, go ahead. Nothing. I was just saying juices says Pretty much every week, I feel like we would have a a movie. You would night. try to do it every week. Yeah, in the backyard, we'd get together. Um, I had because I brought the dogs. I like when I went to L.A. I drove out there with the dogs, two like rowdy ass woods dogs, and so I had to have a big backyard. And we had like a I think it was like a fifty by fifty foot backyard, which was pretty pretty cool and uh had like a lemon tree and an orange tree and a grapefruit tree and then like another just big ass tree that was like maybe 20 feet tall and you could kind of go under there and, and i like made i like made uh made a fire pit which is actually like probably super illegal in la i made a fire pit in the backyard and i also pitched a tent i also bought like an army tent like a gold canvas army tent from the army navy store and like pitched a tent in the backyard just because like i'm I'm crazy, and like I had come from like the camp the camp cabin life in the woods, and I felt like I needed to have a tent pitched at all times in my backyard I had to have a campsite in my backyard mm-hmm. um but uh, what do you remember about those those uh hot l a nights
1: I remember they were they were pretty much the best thing ever, Yeah. and uh, that you lived in a little paradise, and yeah. there's no reason for you not to be doing that now. <laughs> I know, right? I could be. I know it's I could have like
0: we could have been doing that this whole time. Like I could have exactly. just ended on Adventure <laughs> Time like like a year ago. We could have just kept yeah. this run going. Uh-huh. We would have had our
1: kids there. We were watching like Zootopia for like the 19th time now. <laughs> What do you guys wanna what do you guys want to watch this weekend? During Campfire Night. Can't buy movie. Oh, so movie.
0: And there were so many black widows in the backyard. That took some yeah. getting used to. Yeah. And so, they were nice though. They were friendly. They would bring. There was bring. never any issues with them, but like I can just remember being a kid growing up and hearing that like in Florida there was right. like black widows and they'd be under your deck and I would just like picture that when I was a kid and I'd be like, I would never go outside. Like that is fucking insane. Yeah. Like these poisonous We have them here spiders. now.
1: We have them up, up at my new place. We see them every now and then, but we, I think I've gotten pretty much all of their little little nests now. Oh, So they aren't I... everywhere
0: in, in LA They're or in California.
1: Yeah, I mean, they can be anywhere around okay. here. okay.
0: But, Cause they were like everywhere. Like it got to the point where like, where like you'd be sitting in a chair in my backyard and I'd be like, yeah, there's definitely like a black widow under this chair right now. But like, I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to go get the, I used to have like a can of like brake cleaner and I would just like melt them. I used to like spray brake cleaner, like brake cleaning fluid on them. And they would just like melt. Um, That was my method of eradicating them or like some WD 40. They would usually just spray them with that. And they would kind of just like melt away into nothingness. Uh, they would go to heaven, I mean, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, after a while, you okay. just, it's well, so then, common after, 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 like, a- after like a Holocaust of like exterminating, like, like thousands and thousands of them after a while, I'd just be like, I wouldn't care anymore.
1: Yeah. I feel like, I feel like your neighbors, like your the, the people right over the fence had, had like spider head, like some kind of, uh. Like pile of of junk or wood or just like scraps of stuff. Yeah, they had a huge widow nest, and they would they just like, like they definitely had like just sent their, their little yeah. their little scavengers out to try and find like dogs and people to bite because that's yeah. really all yeah. they they live for is just to bite people and kill them.
0: That's what I used to worry about though, is if the dogs got bit because the dogs would be outside all the time, and I used to think, what if they, yeah, what happens if the dogs get bit? Do they just like? die or like I didn't know what would happen yeah, they
1: just they would just die. But,
0: but I guess it never happened. But my dog, one, <laughs> one of my dogs would, my, one of my dogs did kill tons of shit in that backyard. Killed like three or four possums.
1: Oh yeah, you remember? We used to see possums like every weekend in your trees, like yeah. climbing past the. Climbing yeah, across there was, the was the a bank. possum <laughs> highway.
0: There was a <laughs> possum highway on the like yeah. on the telephone wire that ran over the backyard through the big tall tree.
1: Yeah, and, and they would like, just stop and hiss at you
0: yeah you could just see them up there and then they would like freeze up if like the dogs noticed them they would just right. freeze up and like and like sit there on the wire and you just kind of watch them and they're super but docile but oh, at the same like, time like,
1: yeah go ahead oh sorry i'm talking over you no, i don't I'm know over i'm you. not familiar enough with this format i'm used to just talking over you constantly <laughs> no i'm used to talking
0: over everyone constantly every podcast i listen back to i'm like oh my god i talk so much it's ridiculous But wait, what were you saying?
1: Um, I was talking about um, I forget.
0: <laughs> and then also, like some people, like will just pause in the podcast. So I feel like compelled to just like drive the narrative yeah, you forward. Gotta fill it up. So I'll just keep going. You gotta fill those holes. Yeah, you gotta fill the gaps. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, he but Banks killed like three or four. Uh, Banksy is the name of my bigger dog and he came, both my dogs came with their names. One is named Keenan and one is named Banksy. And, uh, and, and Banksy killed like four possums and it would be like kind of a drag because like, it's this large, like animal that your dog killed and then you'd throw it in the trash, but it would like. It would Big be in there hard. for a week and it would like fester and like maggots would be like – the trash would be infested with maggots all the time. So it was actually like super gross. So you'd have to bag them up but still they would like – I was always wondering that. Like how do maggots just manifest? Like if you leave food like in a bag, eventually maggots will just like manifest out of the food. Like where, where do maggots come yeah. from?
1: They must come from inside the food, right? They so have they're to be just blessed. in
0: everything all the time?
1: Yeah, they're in you right now, and they just whenever if if you ever die, they just kind of manifest out of you. They come from inside. Yeah. Wow. No, I have no idea. That's <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I, I feel like that's they a, do come into a vacuum, a, though. I feel like just, if you left oh, yeah, me, I, no, they come. The maggots come from inside. I, I, they're just like little. I, Flies drop them off, don't they? don't, I don't like, know, drop I feel like if you left meat in a vacuum. It's like a little maggot stork that flies through and just like yeah. shits out, little maggot. I always thought they, they came from rice, they were little. That's what happens to rice if you just leave it out. <sighs> Grows legs
0: and turns into maggots. Yeah, I don't know. It is a mystery. Yeah, I feel like if you had like a piece of meat that was sealed in a vacuum, eventually maggots would not manifest. Maybe that's just my uh, bat, my New England backwoods superstitions. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's um, yeah, that's false. Like if you this throw, is, if you, Science Friday. <laughs> yeah, if you throw, if you throw it's si- we'll Oh, it is maggots. Friday.
0: If you yeah. throw a woman in a in a lake and she drowns or floats, she's a witch. I think either way.
1: <laughs> that's where, um, yeah, that's where maggots come from, witches.
0: Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying. Oh, you said witches. I thought you were saying witches, is, and I thought I was waiting for you to finish that. That, that
1: sentence. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. postulating, which is, well, of course, known land as... on the meat And lay <laughs> eggs, and the eggs are, are fly larva. Maggots are fly larva.
0: No, I think you're right. I mean, I think so they you do. Just ask me any question, yeah. and I'll yeah. answer it after I Google it. Yeah. Um. Uh. And another, of course, big part of those movie nights was piping
1: it up. Oh yeah, you know i haven't piped it up in a while and i have i have a beautiful wood stove like right in my uh we have a little um we have a little courtyard here between our like we have a little fence and then a little courtyard and then our our front door and the previous owner installed this little really nice little wood stove but i haven't i haven't piped it up in a while it just it's one of those things where you don't want to do it. Too often unless you have people to to pipe like I need a pipe brother out here and I just don't have one. Yeah. And I think part because no one wants to drive all the way up here. Right. But because uh, oh, you live far out of so the city. Because you left California. You abandoned me here. Um I left you. All <sighs> now now I have like... my own Schwarzenegger movie nights. <laughs> Where you just and like I, I talk to me without tobacco.
0: You have like an old shirt that like you took when I was moving and you like, it's stuffed with like, it's stuffed with like the rags of my old tent that you like, you went after we moved, yeah. you went and like took all the stuff that we threw away when we were moving.
1: I'll throw it in your truck. Don't worry.
0: You propped it all up and, and you stuff have it it all, in shirt. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So piping yeah. it up by piping it up. We mean that we, uh, we, I, I got you into pipes, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm our too. buddy
0: Tight Jeans from uh from the second to last podcast, um, he got me into pipes at one of the early or no one of the Ghost Scout summits. When I got my property in Vermont, I was back in New England, and we had a Ghost Scout summit. Um, well, during the time I was in LA, we had one Ghost scout summit back in New Hampshire and Steve, uh, uh, tight jeans, showed up with a, uh, with a pipe. He, he, he had a, we, we discussed in the podcast his affinity for rocking chairs. You'll love this. He came with a camping rocking chair that he unfolded. <laughs> okay. And he had this pipe and he brought it out and just started rocking and smoking this pipe. And- he lifted up his,
1: he lifted up his shirt. And in between the indentations of his abs, he yes. had like different pipes, yes. and he would just pull one out of his ab <laughs> indentations yeah. Yeah. and light
0: it up. Yeah, Pipe Rack Ablinson uh, showed yeah. up, and he, yeah, he he started rocking and smoking his pipe like an old grandpa pipe, you know, with with different uh, fine tobaccos that you'd go to a tobacconist to procure. And as soon as I saw it, I just got hooked, and uh, and I got myself a pipe. And uh, I've gotten a couple people into it. I've gotten my buddy uh, Charlie Pullout um, into it, who's the who who is one of the residents of Mystery Mountain. Uh, one of the one of my two buddies who lives up where my first cabin uh, was built in New Hampshire. I got him into it. I totally hooked him. Like he saw it and he was like, "I want a pipe," and we like went and got a pipe together, and it was epic. Yeah. I definitely got to get him on the pod. And, uh, somehow, do you remember w- like when you decided that you wanted a pipe? Like, how did I get you interested in getting a pipe?
1: Oh, uh, we were just, I think you had a second pipe. Right. Okay. I had and a few pipes. We, uh, yeah, we broke them out once or twice and then I was like, oh fuck, I'm going to go get my own. Yeah. So we went, I think we went together pre, we went one of the Saturday movie nights pre movie night. Yes. And we went to, um, cigar warehouse in Van Nuys. Yes. And, uh, back before it was renovated to look like, um, like super fancy and and fine. Um, back when it just had the old school staff, they had a ton of pipes there and it was awesome. And the guys were like really psyched to show you how to smoke and tell you what kind of pipes are what and what to get. And yeah, that was awesome. I just got like a simple, I don't even know what you call it, but a simple, um, a simple pipe, mm-hmm. and yeah, like a basic, a yeah, like pipe a pipe entry pouch. level yeah, a tobacco pouch with pipe cleaners and all that nonsense. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Nothing like a couple beers, a couple pipes. Some you got to get the little. You got to get the scotch
0: going. We would definitely. We would get the beers going. It's nothing like a little scotch or a little fucking a, whiskey. You want
1: going. a scotch? You want a scotch with your pipe because the beer, the beer's a little too spicy.
0: Yeah, especially if it's, like, an I IPA or something like favorite. that.
1: Oh, with the pipes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, nice stout. Like, a nice stout would be good with a pipe, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're smoking a strong tobacco, it, like, makes your, like, like tongue, like, tingly almost. Almost like you're having hot sauce, kind of. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then if you go on top of that with, like, an IPA or something, it'll, your mouth will get, like, I feel like your tongue will almost get, like, swollen. It'll, like, light your mouth up.
1: You gotta check out this I'm I'm just letting this like load page of this the home page of this site. Um I'm just I'm watching the internet right now. I I went to Timestormfilms.com. Uh-huh. They had these amazing super high res um uh time lapse films. Uh-huh. just like time lapse shots of like breathtaking Landscapes. I thought you were going to say of us
0: uh, in the backyard smoking pipes.
1: That with pipes, (laughs) pipes and scotch, and just watching this play, and you probably like smoke a little bit. Ah, so beautiful. But anyway, yeah.
0: Yeah, but that was so much fun. We would we would sit by the campfire uh because we had the little illegal the highly illegal fire pits. So it's like
1: You know what? It's it's not illegal. It's not illegal in Los Angeles to have your own fire pit as long as you don't if, as long as you're not burning on um non burn days.
0: Yeah, I don't think we ever paid attention to that, though. No, we didn't. No. Sometimes we would get that old fire ripping. We uh, we would go like, uh, b- find pallets well, I, and break were, up
1: pallets. Like, you would do like, brush cleanup, right? And then just have an enormous bonfire.
0: I mean, I wouldn't call it a bonfire. I mean, the the, the ring itself was only like maybe... Like two by two. But yeah, we would get like a. We would, when we would like touch them off, like some of them, you'd, you'd break up a pallet and, and put it all in there.
1: Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Because you just, you kind of just gloss over that. But wait, wait, what did you just say? You just break up a what now? A, pa- a pallet. Well, when you say right?
0: brush, dude, I mean, I live in Vermont. So when you say brush fire, like I'm thinking of burning a brush pile the size of a no, shit. the brush you know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: you'd like, Found this and that in your house or like pull pull things out of yeah you live in you live in la and you rent and in the and there's a yard so in the backyard over the years like all sorts of crap accumulates that you want to like free up of black widows and, and just clean <laughs> more space I and mean, you'd all just get burns but yeah you don't find pallets in your backyard
0: no, but I would go find. I would go get them because we had fires so often that I had to like go procure burnables. <laughs> like that was like a big part of it was that I had to. And I forget, but I, I remember. I think I had a place where they would constantly have pallets, like a warehouse place nearby or something. Because there's always yeah. like weird back warehouse areas and shit. And uh, I feel like I w- I feel like I had a place where I would frequently snag pallets from. That we yeah, would I remember burn.
1: you telling me you would you would bike up to the to the, uh, bike highway and like right off the bike highway and like some behind some like, po- like some kind of some poor, like, like shipping business. They had, they had all their pallets like nicely arranged in a line and you would go. <laughs> I would be like, fuck you, yeah, man. You'd be, you'd be riding, you'd be riding your mountain bike.
0: Yeah, I think I would ride I think I would ride with pallets. I think I would do that. I think I would ride with pallets. I'm pretty good at riding with like pretty heavy stuff. Like I had these really heavy wooden like picnic tables like that would fold and I could like ride around with those. Like I'm pretty good at riding with pretty heavy cargo. <laughs> oh,
1: that's awesome.
0: But yeah, those were very classic nights and uh and uh we would have various other people. Over what the fuck is this?
1: That your wolfie alarm?
0: No, that's just the telephone. I'm gonna ignore it. We'll see if they call back again. I might have to answer. It. <laughs> every time now, I cringe uh, because like we have had so much sickness in the in the past like like couple of months. Uh, like now that we're all healthy, every uh, time the phone rings, I'm like, oh my god, I have to go pick up a kid from school. They're sick. They're throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: man! yeah, we've had a little bit of that sickness here, but we've we've missed a lot of it, yeah I know a lot of people a lot of people have had it out here it's been i like, I think it's been like epidemic proportions out here, but yeah, that's what they're saying
0: that's what they're saying, like yeah that has been it's been pretty bad, so <laughs> obviously
1: they messed up the vaccines and whatever vaccine is not aligning with whatever flu virus.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, well, okay. it was the SpaceX dude? It was up. the. It was because they launched that SpaceX fucking yeah. alien mushroom cloud. The fucking yeah. shape shifting reptile yeah. reptilian government fucking did that, and then it all blew. And then all it all blew to the east coast, so they and hit the west coast first. In space
1: for a year, came back, and his DNA is all changed.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's All what of a sudden, he sneezes on someone
1: who sneezes on someone else. Sh- someone else shakes their hand, and all of a sudden, there's a whole new set of viruses.
0: Boom! And then all of a sudden, why did that astronaut come back with alien with uh, with fucking reptile DNA in his scrotum? Exactly, because exactly. he didn't go up. He went in. Cool reverse launch because it was yeah. really. If you look at the footage of the space shuttle, it actually it doesn't go up in the sky. It, they reverse the footage. It actually goes underground.
1: The shuttle goes up. Yeah, but his undershuttle goes down and undershuttles him straight to the center Exactly,
0: of your... it shoots out. He turns into a vapor cloud, yeah. and what you think is all just the cameras
1: smoke. were going up. They were all panning up. Mm-hmm. No one was looking down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's where you got to look. The cameras are not
0: looking. It's a distraction. That's how magicians classic misdirection. Up. That's what I'm saying, yeah. dude. Have yeah. you ever been to the Magic Castle?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah I've
1: it, been twice. Is it yeah. awesome? Uh, mm. The Magic Castle is like. <laughs> t- remember, tell people what it one is. Of time, one of the times I went, um, they had they had um Describe what it is, is though. Is tell people what it is. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's like, um, if you imagine like an Elks club or like a gentleman's club, like style, like old, old wood and everything's like, every, everything kind of low, you walk in, it's like an old mansion kind of feel, but like an old, like wooden, like Elks club kind of mansion. Um, it's all just like dark, um, varnished lacquered wood and, and, um, it, it kind of looks like, um. It looks like the um, X Mansion and all the X Men films. And you have to be invited to. You can't like an just old go like, in. Like something you would you imagine like Harvard looking at yeah. And you, so you in order to get in you have to be invited or yeah. be a member. So you you get invited by a member or you um or you become a member and you you, you go in and it's a bunch of different areas and I think it's a couple different floors. But essentially, it's a couple areas um, with bars and then little side rooms where you can go into these rooms and they have sleight of hand magic where these magicians will just perform in front of you know anyone as many people that can fit in the room and they'll just do card tricks and stuff like that all night right. And then, and then there are actually shows like magic shows where they have uh, a little auditorium and you, they just fill it up with people. And magicians will come in and test out their tricks and just perform. And it's kind of like it's like a magician's comedy club. Right. Kind
0: of yeah. Um, yeah. I wish that I had gone when I was in L.A. I think I had the opportunity to uh, go with some of that Jesse Moynihan and them. We were all talking about yeah. it, and then, and then uh, I think I I don't remember why I didn't go, but I ended up going. And uh but I always just think of Job from Arrested Development. Like I picture you just like walking in and seeing Job like fucking Yes like the fuck like a handkerchief in his face and shit.
1: Oh man, well this like I just remember this one magician did this like the culmination of his act was this this trick where like all like like shitloads of birds were just flying out of his sleeves whoa and I just remember like you could see the tube that ran up the back of his ankle oh, and like no. out his sleeve and you know like it was some kind of like vacuum tube jet that was just like fucking pumping birds wow like literal like, pumping that's white that's cool numbers.
0: though even if you told me that I was just going to see a guy yeah. pump birds out of a tube up his leg I'd be like let's go that's amazing <laughs> what happened to the birds where did they go <laughs> They just flew around the room?
1: Right, exactly. Where did the birds go? Were they even there? Oh, shit. And then
0: they all disappeared into pink smoke.
1: Yeah. And the biggest thing, the reason why you get invited is because David Copperfield comes out at the end of every show and tells you how they do it. (laughs) He spoils all the magic. And then he wipes your memory. (laughs) Yes. Of of, of all that information except for the fact that you know he wiped your memory. That's the one thing you remember. And how yeah, handsome, how you remember he is. the field. You remember looking intently at his eyebrows, and then nothing. Yeah, yeah, time hole. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I wish I, I went, just... and I also wish I went to the comedy store where like so much amazing comedy is happening all the time now. Do you ever go see people at the comedy store?
1: I've never. I've never. uh Never been a huge fan of stand up comedy.
0: because, like, like, I mean, Rogan's there actually, all the time. All those guys, Chappelle walks in all the time. Chris Rock, Louis C.K., like all the heavyweights will just go in there on any random night, and you can see them.
1: Right. No, I've never, I've never been there. I remember, uh, I remember going to the Upright though. Right. That was a thing we did back in, back in the college days. Yeah, upright. back Should in
0: New York City. It. Yeah, I we were just.
1: Yeah. I haven't been to it here, but. I remember back, back in the day when Amy Poehler was doing Upright Citizens Brigade. Yeah, did we go a couple times? Yeah, yeah. We went a bunch. Yeah. We used to go all the time. And she was definitely there. She was definitely on stage for one or two of those nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if Will Arnett was there. He may have been, but he may oh. have, Was he on that show? Was he on Upright Citizens Brigade? But it was all like... It was different comedy troops, right? And then, like, guests would come in. So Yeah, you'd see,
0: like, one or two of the people from the show, but most of the people right, at exactly. the theater would not be on the show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because they would fill it up with with uh, improv groups. Yeah, yeah. And comics. Yeah, that place was awesome. That was cool. But I haven't been here. I should probably go here, but... But you're a dad; it's hard to do because, things Stand yeah, up like- comedy yeah. since I've been here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen stand up comedy. I don't think I've ever been to a comedy show in my life.
1: Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of it, just because it's so like. I like watching, like I like watching stand up of comics that I know. Yeah. And their material, mm-hmm. but it's not like a, it's not really like a like a buffet thing where I'm gonna run around and, like try different comics and yeah i don't know yeah no i would
0: just go to the comedy store because it's like so now just through becoming a fan of joe rogan and listening to his podcast and then getting to know like so many of the comedians that are in like that crew there like that that like heavyweights are there like all the time like some of the funniest fucking comedians in the world are fucking there like every week so i would definitely go like i'm bum that I bum that I didn't wasn't aware of the Rogan podcast when I was in LA because I definitely would have been all over that yeah you should just move back and just
1: go live <laughs> I think it's right near the cigar warehouse
0: yeah it probably is it's all around there somewhere yeah buddy it's not too far away except it's 3,000 miles from Vermont <laughs>
1: Vermont is so inconvenient. I feel like it's probably the most inconvenient state out of all the states. If you want to live somewhere, it's just just not a very good idea to move there. (laughs) Especially if you just decided to buy property and move there. Literally just bought property and a house out there. It's probably not a very good idea.
0: Says the guy who got married here. (laughs) who came all the way across the country to get married on the shores of sunny Lake Champlain. Right, Vermont,
1: a great place to visit.
0: But a better place to live forever. (laughs) Have you ever wanted to live forever in Vermont?
1: Which is like the life expectancy in in Vermont forever is like... uh, 200. Two years. At least. Two two or three years because you get... But scrotal, get, years, airs, are, that's scrotal
0: years, those are that years, which is a hundred to one the, ratio. You get all
1: the the hiking diseases. <laughs> all the hiking diseases. No, actually, the
0: the main hiking disease that you would worry about in New England is Lyme disease. And although, yeah.
1: although yeah, yeah, Vermont yeah. is
0: supposed to have the highest per capita Lyme disease, I've never Isn't seen it. Long that. Island. Mm, uh, when I heard it was when I heard it was Vermont, but. I think it's mostly in southern Vermont because I've never seen a tick since I've lived in Vermont, which is insane because in New Hampshire, they're everywhere. Like where my first cabin was, where you came to hang out at Camp Ghostwood, like on yeah. that mountain, you would walk around and have 20 ticks on your legs like at all times. Right. Like you'd be just like fucking just, just, like, oh, sweeping them off. Like it was insane.
1: Well, those lime trees out there grown yeah. grown ticks like maggots. That's true. You know where they come from. They manifest. But yeah, you could catch bear out there, you could catch mountain lion. Yep. Just die. Yep. True. Wolf wolf disease? You get a whole pack of wolf disease. Yep. True. You don't wanna do that. True. You certainly don't wanna you don't certainly don't wanna camp out there alone in the winter time. Yep. Uh, and build a house. Right. You don't want to do that. Done it, check. <laughs>
0: No I never camp we never camped in the winter here really definitely camped in the winter in New Hampshire when I was building my first cabin, but we just got inside this the shell of our house when the snow was falling uh the first year that we moved to Vermont. So nuts barely <laughs> it's totally insane. The whole endeavor is totally insane, but as you know. That's my operating procedure. You're, you're so
1: lucky that you have Athena to put up with all this stuff out there. It's true. It's true. There
0: are probably many, <laughs> the, many a woman that would have uh, left and taken my children, even the future children that we hadn't had yet, just whisked them away.
1: Let's hollow it out. We'll live like rabbits. <laughs>
0: Hey, think about it. Humans are just animals.
1: Acorns. Just collect acorns. You don't need to go <laughs> to any stores.
0: Have you ever tried to eat an acorn? What's that? Have you ever tried to eat a raw
1: acorn? I'm sure you have. I have. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Um, I guess I, you
0: can. I guess the Native American indigenous peoples would make a mash, but you have to like do it in a certain way because if you just try to eat one, it's crazy you just eat one acorn and as you're chewing it in one in one second it sucks all the moisture out of your mouth and you like have the driest mouth that you've ever had in your life like your tongue is like a lizard within like one second and you (laughs) it's so dry you can barely spit the pieces of the acorn out it's something to do with like the tenons or whatever whatever like I guess it's in wine or something too, but it makes your mouth so dry and you can, you have to scrape the like chewed up bits out of your <laughs> mouth. So, mm-hmm. um, but that's yeah, when you live in the woods, you do do things like that. hmm Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. So at the end, Acorns of, this are po- delicious. At the end of this podcast, I'm going to pitch you to move to Vermont. <laughs> i'm building up i'm building up i'm slowly
1: building up my pitch yeah yeah if you build if you build me a double wide cabin
0: with a skylight yeah
1: and a basement i'm in
0: oh damn it damn it that basement that that made it a lot harder to pull off but it's not out of the question Depends on what you mean by basement though. Do you mean a hand dug pit in the ground underneath the house?
1: Mm, that's more like a crawl space. I'm looking for uh I'm looking for a place to store my jams and jellies. Yep. Yep. You can maybe for a, place, lower a basket. I'm looking for a place a place for canned goods. I'm picturing and, uh, a
0: pit. I'm picturing a pit that you could lower. And down also a basket. like dungeon dungeon
1: activities. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. With, with probably one wall left dirt and unfinished so that whatever is underneath can crawl in. You know, like whoever whoever from the underworld, from the under realms wants, wants to get up in, into the house has that ability. Hollow earth. I
0: kind of, yeah. I, I, I semi-seriously every year always think of just starting to dig a pit during Scout <laughs> training camp and just like see what happens. Like just start to dig a pit. <laughs> and just got i i don't know what would happen but oh, i if guess we just eventually there, hit if there,
1: ledge if I you guys out there i would definitely be making i would be making traps like huge like tiger pit traps yeah, yeah, and style like yeah. punji's like traps yeah and it would be like the whoever i think you have you have a winner of ghost scout or ghost camp ghost scout camp every year
0: yeah a camp champion
1: yeah, camp champion. Yep. Yeah. For me, the camp champion would be the one person that survives all the traps because mm. towards the end of camp, like traps would be intense.
0: And if you fall in a pit, like you're there till the end of camp. Like so don't fall in on day one because it's it's a long haul.
1: Well, if you fall in the pit, the only
0: way to get out is if you can figure out how to get out. Right. No one helps you get out. Right. Just like right. in life. Right. You have to dig an upward canal out of it
1: with your exactly. hands. Exactly. Each trap is a metaphor. For life, yeah, or career, dude. You'll get a
0: kick out of this. When I was, when I, when I was, a, when I was metaphor. a teenager, and my parents living at my parents' house. I I read Walden uh, by Henry David Thoreau, and like he, you know, obviously famously built a cabin and lived in it on like Ralph Waldo Emerson's land or whatever. Back in the day, like, wrote this book about his experiences there. And uh, and he starts by, like, digging a basement, a hand-dug basement, like, in the side of a hill. See, it's possible. And, oh, it's very possible. And, like, there was a time where I was making plans to dig an underground room in my parents' back- backyard in high school. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: could do it here. This is perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought, like, man... Yeah, it would be so cool, but then I was like, but how do you hold up the walls? Cuz I wanted it to just be like right. bare earth, and I was like, how do you how do you get the
1: walls to be held up? Just buy call um you just call um the state, call high uh, what I don't know what the I think it's um underground services. Highway services here. <laughs> you can get a trench box. You can get a pretty pretty nice uh trench box. It's basically like a steel reinforced box yeah that that they put underground to to sure up sure up the walls while you're while they're working underground yeah um yeah just buy one of those have them truck it up truck it up the mountain where you live just have them send it up on the on the on the tram line yeah yeah
0: at home depot they sell like they sell like to your house right wait what
1: you have to swing into your house, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, you can only access my house by climbing a tree and jumping through it's, a it's skylight. It's highway of, of
1: vines and and uh, branches. Yes.
0: <sighs> yeah, at Home Depot they sell um like 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 fucking fallout shelters that you can bury in your yard. I think that'd be pretty cool to have. <laughs>
1: Home like people hatch, on. like dude, if we just had a hatch, like would you would
0: come? What if, what if I had a hatch, like in Lost in the Woods? Would you be more or less <laughs> likely to visit me?
1: <laughs> would it have? Would it have uh, the amenities? I mean, just the hatch is is one thing. Like a Playboy? If, like some, I mean, some is, nudist magazines? If the does it have like the treadmill? <laughs> it comes with
0: and... a subscription to Playboy. That's the only way you can get a subscription to Playboy now, I think, is by having it delivered to your bunker. To your hatch. To yeah. your hatch. Your batch your hatch. hatch.
1: It's the old batch hatch. <laughs> What's your hatch address? Mm, yeah. We can't. We don't deliver there. Yeah. Is that a hatch? A hatch is 15 numbers. This is only 12. Who's
0: the guy in The Hatch and Lost? What's his name? I want to say Dustin. What's his name? Duh. Um, See you in Dun- another life, brother. Yeah. Duncan? Or Duncan? No.
1: Dinkle? Damn it. I don't remember. It's like some kind of weird. Penny's like, boyfriend? Name.
0: What's Spoiler, that? Penny's boyfriend? Spoiler alert. It's not Penny's boat. Spoiler
1: alert! There's no point to that show. <laughs> Just no, it ends. Too Spoiler alert! Ends. You can watch it to the end and still be and still be unsatisfied. No, if you if you if it the season if the series
0: finale is at the end of season five, it's great.
1: The series finale is at the end of season one.
0: <laughs> no, that's too no. It's still there's still a lot of good stuff to come.
1: I I, I have box set season one.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think it peaks around like. They're three. great coasters. I think around three it sort of peaks out. <sighs> just, but I think it's pretty good through season
1: five. And then That's six. when you were when we were doing camping nights, that's when you were totally into Lost. Oh wicked. Bad. Yeah, I yeah. got in
0: late. I hated Lost in the beginning. Charlie Pullout yeah. used to watch it, and me and fucking tin Kansas Zula would just sit there and fucking get drunk and make fun of it so hard because we didn't understand it and it's like so soap opera-ish and it's all the flashbacks and like I remember it was the episode where John Locke gets his leg caught in like the blast doors of the hatch like it's like the hatch is like a lockdown and his leg gets caught in the blast door and we were just like this is the fucking stupidest door. stupidest show in the world and we were just getting drunk and making fun of it and him and his girlfriend were super annoyed. And then we started like that became a thing where we would go to their Lost party and just get drunk and make fun of it. And then later on, I became totally obsessed with it. Again, Tight oh. Jeans Mocklinson, uh was like, "You have to watch Lost. You're gonna love it." And that's why I gave it a shot. And then my girlfriend at the time, when we moved out, he to got a hundred percent
1: more. Um, what do you call it? <coughs> Paranoid after watching Lost. <laughs> that's, where parano- that's where the paranoia. That's where those paranoia doubled. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Paranoid Ablinson <laughs> the most paranoid abs
1: in the world. Yeah, he has his own anime, Paranoid Abelson. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: What else? What else? What other funny things can you remember about being friends together with each other? Have we ever been swimming together? Oh, we went swimming at your in-ground pool at your parents'
1: house. Yeah, we did. I feel like these. I feel like these podcasts are almost like a like a bucket list for you, right? Like you're calling <laughs> your old friends, like bringing out like, I I wonder, like, should I say goodbye to you at the end of this? Like, do <laughs> you ever see each other again?
0: I none of you know that I really have a terminal cancer, and that right. this is just like I'm saying goodbye to all my best friends.
1: You have the most terrible Lyme disease, which is different from Lyme. Disease. <laughs> yes,
0: I've had Lyme, Lyme disease. Limes I disease. have had it. Like, I have uh, had it. It could be back. Yeah it's yeah. back the tearful fi- finale episode of this podcast at episode 50 <laughs> at episode 52 i reveal all that this friends is come my in, last in there's night. No, there's just music
1: yeah and you just everyone's shaking each other's hands kind of like the finale of a, a different another show
0: it's just me crying like an hour the last episode is of an hour of me crying and just well, thanking and just thanking just, everybody well, just jerking off and crying. Yeah, just masturbating in the shower and it, you, <laughs> you, you just don't understand what's happening.
1: Nothing's coming out. <laughs> um,
0: so. Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. But then we'll just keep going on forever uh, and we'll just have to delve deeper into the minutia of our friendships.
1: Yeah. What did you ask me before I rudely interrupted you?
0: Uh, I don't know. Just if you had any other funny memories of being friends together
1: um
0: we didn't really get up we were saying before this we didn't really get up to much debauchery our relationship has been pretty wholesome like uh yeah some of that like me and tight jeans had a lot of debauchery a lot of degenerate drug use and uh coming up with daddy ball scout again gonna be a lot of degenerate drug use talk and doing a lot (laughs) of things my mom will absolutely uh, cringe at even though i've pretty much told my parents i think i've told my parents almost everything that i've done that's bad in my life i'm i'm pretty open with i I, for some reason i really like like divulging terrible things that i've done in the past (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's therapeutic probably for you well, it's like, I don't know. And like, I yeah,
1: I think it's you basically like coming up, like making a podcast excuse for everything that you've done, <laughs> Just like talking like, about it and getting it out. And is having there's it something cool about like it. Funny thing instead of like the terrible trauma that you put everyone through. Yeah. Isn't this funny, <laughs> guys?
0: Remember? Remember when you had to put me in an insane asylum when I was a teenager and it was like breaking our family apart? That was hilarious. We can laugh about it now.
1: Uh, that, that wasn't fun for us Dan. yeah but, but no it's still. funny though
0: but that's the way my family is like like we do talk <laughs> about everything ad nauseum and then like laugh <laughs> about it and like i don't know there's very few things that have happened in my family and like both my parents have had cancer and like me and my parents had like really bad like fa- you know like yeah. b- bad times when i was a teenager together battling each other and, and like we've talked about it all and rehashed it so much like that's the way of my family which is which makes perfect sense that i have this podcast where i get on and i'm like super repetitive and like talk over people and stuff because that's like what my family does just like (laughs) yes yeah but it's good because then it all just like gets worked out like it all gets processed and uh yeah totally there's, there's nothing that's really like there's no like dark secrets or anything like, you know, that like, oh my God, like I feel, and also I feel like there's nothing that someone could come out and say about me that I haven't already like said worse about myself and I've already probably talked about it. So like, I don't know, there's something empowering about that. Like, and also like just because I think everybody does have, different variations of that shit in their own life and then like when they hear when they hear someone talking about like i know i have i've heard people talk about this shit i'm like oh yeah why don't people just like talk about this shit more and then like it makes you talk about it and then it can make other people feel like not weird and bad about maybe some like fucked up shit that they did when they were younger or something totally i'm trying to provide a fucking service to people man i'm trying to be a fucking (laughs) i'm trying to be a fucking a
1: a stand-up dad and I'm I'm just trying to downplay it and uh, make fun of it and because and, um, you're still you're still gripped by all your terrible <laughs> fucking
0: deeds, dude. You like you don't you pretend you don't have debauchery, but really there's like dead bodies in your basement and like all kinds of shit. Yeah. you have children that you've murdered and eaten, and we don't know about it yet. And then we'll be like, oh, his name was his name was Dad Squad. That's so sick. We didn't realize it at the time. <clears throat>
1: Was on the menu kids um what else can we talk about i don't know we're basically
0: at the end the alarm's going to go off in a couple minutes but i was trying to think of any any other um
1: are you almost done with your comic
0: n- no i haven't been able to work on it for a bit i've been working on just jobs and family stuff um too many too many comic panels to attend to work in on the your workshop com- obviously in the workshop and the podcast. Right. Um, but,
1: uh, I,
0: but I w- hopefully we'll be getting back to it soon. Um, I mean, it definitely, definitely like a little bit of progress has been made. So, you know, the story is the first chapter, the first story of the beehive boy is, uh, is definitely more finished than not, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta just get another chunk of time in there, um, to, uh, to Oh, I know
1: ready. what I wanted yeah. to ask you. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you repped? Do you have an illustration rep? No, I've never
0: had a rep. I've never tried to get a rep. I've never been contacted by a rep. It's never been. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah, no, I've just been, I've been looking around trying to find some other, like, I'm, I've am i been trying to do more um, or just kind of pursue more work from home avenues yep. just to give, um, give my wife time to. Or just more flexibility and freedom to go out and work and and do uh, movie stuff because those those hours are more um, right you have to be out of your hours are twelve hour days usually typically right. so, you know you have to be out of the house a lot so you know one of us has to be kind of around for the kids so I've I've been trying to um, to leverage my illustration stuff a little bit more and get to get. Um, to get the ability to just kind of work, work out of the house a little bit more, or at least work with reduced hours so I can drop them off and pick them up. Right. And, uh, just look around looking around at different, different avenues to kind of, to, um, just basically just sell, sell what I have. Mm hmm. And, um, I know a lot of the, a lot of the illustration, um, or a lot of the illustrators around are repped by some kind of, agency. Yeah. Yeah, no, I never I mean I always
0: had as much work as I wanted to get and then if I wanted yeah. more I just could always hustle it up and then you know, I mean feel like before too long I would always, you know, I would I would kind of go out and hustle half my work and then half of it would just kind of come in on its own. So, and because I was I'm always like doing other wacky projects on the side, I mean like pretty much right you know a couple of years out of school i started building that cabin and living in the woods right. and then going on this whole weird quest so so i've always been doing other things with my time as well and so i've always just i've always had as much work as i wanted and been able to get enough as much work as i wanted and needed so yeah and yeah, never uh it just never was something that and and uh right. never yeah. something that i wanted and then never never anything that anybody actually i guess i've had some people sort of reach out to me but it never really seemed that legit like some some book agents or things like that but then like it it just seemed kind of hokey and like i'm not really not really thinking along those terms at the time every now and
1: then like what is it um some kind of man like one of those illustration books will call me up and say hey like i I see that you're an illustrator like really nothing else matters other than Yeah, no, actually, that's true. I have been, that's true. I
0: have been contacted a bunch by like those weird, like, like the books that want to promote you and then like, like weird little agencies like that. Yeah, like things like that, for sure. They're always getting contacted, but not like someone that's like, oh man, I have this really cool rep and this is my relationship with them. yeah, I don't really know anybody who uses, I guess Andy J. Miller uh, was, when we were potting, he said that he had recently got a rep um, and that that was really helping him, uh, yeah. you know, not have to do as much of the managerial stuff. Idea. Yeah. And he, he enjoyed that and he's working on some children's book stuff. Now I feel like if you're like doing books, it makes sense to get a rep, but I know there are illustration reps for sure. Like I think that, you know, like the Hanuka brothers, like the big time illustrators definitely have reps and stuff. So, yeah. you know, I don't know, but yeah. And I mean, I guess the closest I ever came was when I did, you know, one of our teachers, Dave Passalacqua. Um I did his little
1: uh Right. Special that super school thing. To yeah, yeah, and
0: they have they have their own yeah. rep. Like that whole they have like kind of a cult of personality around him and then like there was a rep involved in that. And I would talk to yeah. her when I was doing that, but like and she was like really into what I was doing and stuff, but like but, like, I was doing their thing at that point, And, like, it was all, like, for st- movie storyboards and all this stuff that I didn't really have any interest in doing at the time. So I never right. really wanted to, like... I was like really interested in like doing the exercises that they were doing, but then never really gravitated towards the sort of work that they were doing professionally. That whole crew, so uh, yeah, it wasn't. I never really pursued that avenue. But anyway, I gotta wrap it up because the alarm went off here. I gotta jump up the uh, the hill and and grab Wolfie from the bus stop. Um, nice. We did we didn't really get to talk about your career much. I'd like to get into that next time. Talking about. The different shit that you've been working on. Um and uh so we'll we'll have to fucking have you back on. But where can people find you? Where wh- like what are your what is your what is your internet presence?
1: Um I'm on uh am I on uh, I'm on Instagram at um I think it's Lujo Four is my Instagram, L O U J O
0: E four. Okay, because your 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 government name is Louis Joseph Como the right, Fourth. Exactly. Very yeah. prestigious. I
1: think, I think that's it. Um, and uh Joe Concepts is my concept art stuff. Yep. You can check that out. And um ljc4.com is where I have all my um art direction, production design. Sweet. Movies. Do you have any mm-hmm.
0: old illustration stuff up from when you were doing illustration back in the day?
1: Oh man. Um you might be able to find it. Um But
0: it's not on your website.
1: It's not I like used to have I, I had a let me see if it's still there. Yeah, lujo.com um is gone. They took they finally took it down. Oh sure. <laughs> I stopped paying for it. So yeah, yeah that's what happens. It's gone. That's yeah. what happens.
0: Unless but you that, live in Vermont. Yeah, if you live in Vermont. If you live in Vermont, people are so chilled that they're like no, we'll just leave his website up. He's a global yeah. guy. He's really cool. And that's why you should move I'm to Vermont. Facebook. That's the pitch, dude. That's why you should move to Vermont. You got me. I'm in. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I got a jet for real because I'm uh, in danger of missing the bus here. But, uh, so just Don't say, miss
1: the bus. Say um, goodbye. All right. Later.
0: Later. And then we'll click over and just say bye again. Oh, shit. That's right. That was a conversation between two dads, you know what I'm saying? Talking about their dicks. Actually talking about a lot of other stuff. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed the combo. Um, uh, you know, there's always, I feel like these, these could definitely go on longer, but, uh, but it's good to break it up. Um, there was more shit that I wanted to get to with my man, dad's call, but we were just riffing, you know what I'm saying? We were just letting, sometimes I have a whole list of shit that I want to talk about and, and we hit everything. And then, uh, sometimes, especially with the, with the with with my with my old friends Um, you know sometimes the conversation just goes where it wants to go you know what I'm saying so uh, this was very fun next time we will definitely get into uh, some career stuff with my man dad squad because he's had a very interesting career so far, and he's at a time of, of, uh, transition in his career, which is always a super interesting topic to me, um, and I think to a lot of people out there, he has some really interesting takes on shit, um, so, uh, he will be back, you know what I'm saying, and, uh, hopefully he will have a change of heart, and he will definitely move to Vermont immediately, uh just like my man Kent Osborne is doing. <laughs> <coughs> cannot wait. I <clears throat> cannot wait for Kent Osborne to be my motherfucking neighbor. Oh look at that. I just spiked the mic. God damn it. I gotta fucking stop screaming into the mic when I'm moving forward. Hey, you know what? I'm just an energetic guy from the from when I was in kindergarten. In the back of the freaking classroom, the teachers w- would be like, Dan, we can hear you talking. We can hear you talking. Don't talk during class. I just, I've always had a loud ass motherfucking voice. So, I mean, I guess a podcast is the right place for that, right? All right. We got the shush, 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 shout outs oh, coming in your face. Cook, coming, 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 coming in your face. Who's hungry for some beef? fucking stew right now you know what i'm saying make some make some jailhouse beef stew with some beef jerky in it some toilet beef stew you know what i'm saying who knows about that toilet beef stew that jail beef stew you know what i'm saying some testicle meats up in that shit um we are kicking it off here of course with the one dollar contributors you know what i'm saying donating it that green smoothie level, you know what I'm saying? Getting up having a nice green smoothie for breakfast. Treat yourself to that. Treat yourself right. Um big shout outs to everybody contributing at the $1 level. Much appreciated. You know, every dollar counts as you know. Um and it keeps this podcast rolling. You know what I'm saying? If you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, you look forward to it every week. Um, You know, especially if you can get through this blitz where you're going to be listening to four freaking podcasts in the next, you know, it, it, these, these two and then two more next week. If you can handle that amount of this podcast of me fucking screaming in your eardrums. You must be a super fan. You must really be hungry for this beef stew. So head on over to patreon.com slash ghost shrimp and make yourself a contributor. You know what I'm saying? At the $1 level, at the $2 level, get yourself a juicy beef stew shout out. And uh, some of these people go above and beyond. You know what I'm saying? Like my girl Sarah Ball. Coming straight out the 12-week online group workshop Donating at $5 per podcast. That is so freaking dope. Big beef stew helpings. Extra. You're getting seconds. You're getting thirds. You're getting fourths. You're getting fifths. You know what I'm saying? You're getting extra, extra, extra goodness in that beef stew. Again, another $5 per podcast contributor. Talking about Yavon Santiago. Much appreciated. Uh, we got uh at the $3 level contributing. We've got ZZZZZZZZZ Zeta much respect, big shout outs, big beef stew getting ladled in your cup. You know what I'm saying? Break out that holy grail because we're filling it with beef stew tonight. You know what I'm saying beef stew uh big shout out to my man or my man or my girl or my alien implant, Gerard Jones. Do you work for the government? How many people who listen to this podcast are government plants trying to get information trying to tap into our podcast and figure out what kind of truth we're disseminating here about this hollow flat earth. We've got my human, Michael Broncado. Much respect, much beef stew in your mouth. Uh, Big shout out to Wastezoid. Uh, Big shout out to my man, uh, friend of the podcast, has his own episode on here, stop motion animator, Anthony Scott, you know what I'm saying, out there doing all the dope stop motion animation that you love and appreciate. Uh, my man, home, my homie from Adventure Time, Andy Ristino, one of my favorite artists, and uh, one of my homies, and uh, I support his Patreon. So check it out. He's got a ill Patreon page with updates multiple times a week, cranking out the dope shit. You know what I'm saying? He's very prolific. Uh, big shout out to my homegirl, girl. Le me big vegan beef stew shout out to learn me aka ghost scout computer person De deep 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 uh we'll we'll give you that digital beef stew download Uh, Big shout-out to Shambay Wright. Shambay Wright's keeping it tight. You know what I'm saying? Big shout-out. Big shout-out over there across the state to Burlington on the shores of Sunny Sunny Lake Champlain. Otto Heaney Illustration. Uh, check him out. I think he has a Patreon as well. Uh, big shout out to Michael Garcia. Big beef stew shout outs. Uh, big beef stew shout out. Going out to New Zealand to my homie Daniel Foothead, amazing animator and Ghost Scout Sports Magic. You know what I'm saying. Uh coming straight out the 12 week online group workshop, Alexi Jeru. Big fan of his artwork as well. Check him out. Uh, the homie Jesse Moynihan has been on this podcast, has his own Patreon. Go support it. You know I do. Okay. Big shout out to the raining. Defending training camp camp champion John Mansfield aka Ghost Scout Beard Lips Much respect to the reigning defending camp champion. Who will win camp this year? Hmm well the first step is to apply at ghostshrimpglobal.com. To Go Scout Training Camp Year 7. You know what I'm saying? We are accepting applications. Don't sleep on it. Um, critically acclaimed Hollywood director Mark Osborne bringing you the Little Prince and Kung Fu Panda. And, of course, the brother of Kent Osborne. Kent Osborne gets these piggyback shout-outs. Time for Kent to start supporting this podcast. Get your own shout-out, Kent, future neighbor. Uh, We've got a big shout-out going to my favorite dog, Bark the Dog. Bark, 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 B A R C. My homie Alexander Lance aka Ghost Scout Dusty Lupus, The assistant in the 12 week online group workshop. Big shout outs to my man, chomping on that beef stew, eating those juicy chunks. Uh, Big shout out to arguably Art. Beef stew, water slides of beef stew. Beef stew enemas. Who wants a beef stew enema? In Denmark, I know my man Thor man haunt is down for the experimental beef stew enema. Blowing chunks of beef in your butt hole. Putting chunks of beef in your butt hole. And last but not least, of course, Jesse Kakakadani. Big beef stew. Shout out to Jesse Kakakadani, one of the earliest supporters on Patreon of this podcast. So, shout outs to all the contributors. You know what I'm saying? If you appreciate this podcast, go over there and drop a couple bucks on it. You know what I'm saying? Stuff a couple bucks in my scrotum. And we will keep this party rolling. You know what I'm saying? That's how it works. Um, let's see. So uh, we will be back on Monday, uh, we are gonna come with episode 29 uh, with uh one of the one of the Ghost Scouts that is out there killing the game, Crabtooth, aka Marley Gallardo. Um, She is going to be down in her native Ecuador uh, fucking drinking a tropical drink. Uh, or maybe just drinking some goat milk from a goat's titty, uh, lounging in a hammock. Um, She's going down there to visit her fam, um, and we are going to hear all about it. So very exciting uh, vacation edition of the podcast with uh, Marley Gallardo. She's a very successful illustrator, just taking over the game. Um, Check her out on Instagram uh and uh you will hear from her uh on Monday uh on the Patreon and then uh you know two days later on iTunes and SoundCloud. So get that drop off that drop that one dollar level you get early access to the pod peel off an extra dollar at that two dollar level you get the early access to the podcast And a beef stew shout-out. You know what I'm saying? Vegan and non-vegan options. Um, And, uh, of course, you know how we do it here. Set those goals, right? Um, I mean, now you only have a couple days in between podcasts. But, uh, you know, if you have a day in front of you, you can set a goal, Uh, Even if it's a tiny, tiny goal, like, man, I'm just going to drink a bunch of water today. I'm going to bang out a couple push-ups today. I'm going to send off a couple emails today to some people that I would love to work with in my career. Um, Really, you can set goals that only take a few minutes and can really start to make your life your daily life uh more enjoyable more personal more passionate um and and set you up for having a even juicier day tomorrow that's really how it works that's how this this thing with the goals and the planning and the creating a vision of your life really figuring out who you want to be, what character you want to be in this, in the story of your life. Um, you're truly in charge of your destiny. Um, you know, you're not 100% in control, but it's like your DNA, right? You have a certain amount of stuff that's already there, but you have a lot of control over it as well. You really get to make a lot of choices with how you spend your time, the thoughts that you put in your head, the thoughts that you that you exercise in your mind um, and just everything you 're out there doing on a daily basis, the routines, the habits right you have this perception of yourself and 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 how you think people see you, but truly, you are an amalgamation of your daily routines, your daily habits, your diet um, the the media you consume, all these things, so make sure that you 're making deliberate choices with these things. Make sure that you've taken the time to figure out really what you want to be doing right now and in the future so that when you're making all these little seemingly kind of arbitrary decisions, actually they have a huge impact. If you talk to anybody who's had a sustained success in their life, it's all about the routines. It's all about the habits. It's all about the vision of what they want to do right it's not by chance you can luck into a few opportunities here and there but if you want sustained success and happiness and and well-being and balance that never comes by accident you have to you have to achieve that through deliberate action so get out there and work it right and when you're out there You know what I'm saying? Take some time to look around at the people around you, and they don't need to look like you. They don't need to sound like you. They don't need to be from the same place as you. Um, That doesn't mean they're not on the same mission as you. You know what I'm saying? We're all creative animals living in this infinite universe, we're all trying to be positive productive, happy, healthy. We're all trying to have a community of supportive people around us, okay? And 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 to have that, we need to support the people around us. We need to be that person that is in trying to uplift and inspire the people around you with your own actions, with the things you're saying to them, you know what I'm saying? Even if they're strangers, you know what I'm saying? Don't 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 gravitate towards the conflict. Don't look for the drama. Don't feed into all this political and and corporate division that we are sold day in and day out in this country in this culture in this world at large um you know think about who benefits from that right it's not you and it's not me and it's not the person that you're getting mad at right it's the people that are pulling the strings so cut those fucking strings i don't need no strings to fucking hold me down you know what i'm saying cut that shit and uh fucking start to really Think about the kind of world you want to live in. The kind of reality you are trying to create. And you know what? I, I bet... You will really realize you don't want hate and conflict and drama to be a part of that because that is a drain on you, you know what i'm saying anytime you hold a grudge against somebody anytime you're out there um, you know just just hating on people and in a bad mood that's a drain on you that's 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 occupying a space in your heart and a space in your mind and your soul that you could be using to be positive and productive and accomplish your goals you know what 'm saying so turn it around and fucking be proactive. And be a person that is creating positive change in the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, you may think that you know by going out and trying to shout down somebody else that you're you're changing something, but you're really not. You're just adding to the noise. You know what I'm saying? We got to cut through the noise. We got to simplify things. We got to break it down to the essential uh fucking fruitfulness that there is in the world pick that fruit ripen that fruit and eat that juicy fruit slather those juices on your face and fucking throw some just start chucking apples out there to all the people out there who want a little nibble you know what i'm saying it's all about doing your thing and making sure that you are spreading a message for other people to do their thing and that you're there to support them you know what I'm saying, so uh, once again, we've made absolutely no sense on this podcast. We probably said some wild, inappropriate shit, but uh, that's how we do it. We mix it up, we keep you on your toes um, and where you know we're gonna be back for more so uh, you know, as usual, go to the website, um go to the patreon page, uh do the things that will. Fucking keep me rolling, you know what I'm saying? Support the podcast, support the, my artwork, all that good shit. And uh, don't just support my shit. Go to all your favorite artists' websites and buy something from them. Um, go to all your favorite we- we- um, artists' Patreons and support them, you know what I'm saying? Let's use Let's use the internet as a productive resource to really create a reality for artists. We can do it. Everybody... Starts out as a creative animal. And before they suck it out of you. You know what I'm saying? Before they suck it out of your butthole. for those fucking shape-shifting reptile aliens fucking get a hold of your creativity. They're stealing it away. Take it back. Um, all right. So until you hear from me again on Monday or Wednesday, uh, do all the things we've talked about and I will be back. Peace.